that game. That was ridiculous. Uh, I, I was out by 6 a.m. 6 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Woke, woke up at uh, 11. <laughs> oh, nice. That's that's not bad. Little, uh, uh, you know, I, oh, man, you're a better man I got than in, I am. I got in five good hours. I was going to say, if it was me, I would have been, I wouldn't have gotten up to like two or three. Well, and then at about six o'clock, I crashed and uh, woke up at like 7.30. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, uh, When's the last time you pulled what is believed to be an all-nighter there? At six in the morning, that's an all-nighter. Um, I've, I've done that before. Okay. I, I've done that before. Yeah. Um, it, it happens. But uh, yeah, Bill, what a brutal night. My goodness gracious. And it had nothing to do with me. Just what happened in Pittsburgh. <laughs> God almighty. It's, it's a once in a lifetime game. You know, where you, if you uh, really. No, I've, I've, I've well, seen. I've, I've seen. I've you seen very rarely, before. though, have had the stakes as high for the Browns as what they were last night, is what I'm getting at. Oh, Obviously, wow. we've seen them. We've seen them lose in. Weird they ways in Pittsburgh. They've in that building now in two decades. Can you believe that? That is wild. In the regular season, I should say. Yeah, because we did win in, in the playoff game. And, and, and uh, you know, no one was actually allowed in the building for the playoff game. But, yeah, yeah that, that place is, uh, I mean, it, it is hell on earth for the Cleveland Browns. There is no question about it. Just bad things happen to this uh, team when they go into that building, whether it's quarterbacks, whether it's coaches, and uh, now, unfortunately, we have to add Nick Chubb. Of all people, Nick Chubb, I uh, have to add him to uh, the list. And we'll get to the running back situation in just a second. How do you explain that, though, to, to people? I, it, it's very hard. It's got to be very hard to explain to people why they continually stink uh, in Pittsburgh, of all places. But Because uh, like every season should be a new season, right? And it shouldn't carry over yeah, the way no. that it does. This is, like a, this is like if you go play roulette at the casino – Every spin is an entirely new spin, and nothing that happened previously dictates anything that happens in the future. But it's very hard to tell people if they've watched four straight 17 blacks pop up that 17 black is not going to pop up again. It's just a very hard <laughs> thing for people. And, and I, I think the same thing is happening with this Brown-Steelers matchups yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend that uh, boldly guaranteed that the Browns were going to win in Pittsburgh, and I had to tell that friend today they should have known better. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't explain it. Um, I really don't. It, it defies all rational thought. Um, but for whatever reason, going into that building, just awful things happen to the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, well, un unfortunately Monday night was just yet another chapter in what has become two decades worth of, uh, pure horror. On TV, everyone knew that Nick Chubb was out for the season the moment it happened. Was it yeah. as obvious to you guys in the press oh, box? Uh, they, showed the, they showed the replay on the stadium scoreboard. That's right. You guys did get the replay. At home, we and didn't get the replay. We had to wait until Twitter and, and, uh, and foreign countries showed the replay, and then people zeroed in. I, uh, I, I, I became immediately physically ill when, when I saw that. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously the, the, the gravity of that moment, realizing that this, this guy's career could be over now. Uh, not just it's not just a season thing. I, I think his career now is in jeopardy, unfortunately, because it's the same left knee he had to have rebuilt uh, when he was at Georgia. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, immediately when you saw the replay, you knew season was over. There was there was no question about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, talking to folks after the game. Uh, and, uh, you know, and having someone tell me, yeah, uh, multiple, uh, it's looking like it's, it's multiple ligaments and, and that, and, uh, plus additional damage on top of that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, first of all, I feel, I feel horrible for Nick because he is everything that an organization should want. He is everything fans want to root for. Um, he just goes out there and does his job. He doesn't complain whether he's getting five touches or 15 or 20, 25 touches. He doesn't celebrate when he does well. He doesn't uh, you know, get upset or cry and moan when things uh, aren't going well. Uh, I mean, he he just he embodies everything that you want uh, in person in a player, and uh, and to see that happen to him of all people, you don't want to see it to happen to anyone. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. Just you know him, uh, you know, is reliable as he is, and and it just it's heartbreaking. Um, but. Such is life in the in the game of football and and uh, professional sports in general. People do get hurt, um, and uh, it's it, that's a de- I just I can't overstate enough devastating blow it is to the Cleveland Browns for them to lose Nick Chubb. Not just for on the field, but off the field as well. His presence it, it just um, and I really believe it, it. Even though they scored the touchdown the next play uh, on the throw to Jerome Ford. Um, I, I just felt like that hung over uh, the offense for the rest of the game. Hmm. Uh, they, they just weren't right. And I'm not making excuses for Deshaun Watson stinking up the joint, and I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that locker room uh, was not a pleasant place to be uh, last night, and, and that's not a criticism. I mean, you could just feel the heartbreak in the room. Oh, yeah, that's good. Take me into the locker room. Was it more about Nick Chubb or was it more about the loss? No, it was it was about Nick Chubb. Yeah, uh, you know the loss was secondary, um, but yeah, a lot of it was uh, about Nick Chubb. You know, the heart and soul, the engine, whatever. You know, so many positive adjectives to de- to describe him and what he means to that locker room. Um, you know, the guys talking about, hey, you know, we have to bounce back because that's what Nick wants us to do. We had, you know, we we needed to play better because that is what Nick you know, would require of us, you know, that type of a thing. Um, because that's, you know, as heartbroken as you are for Nick Chubb, now there's the reality. And I think Kevin Stefanski tried to set that tone in his Zoom conference today. It, it's a tough bounce because your heart goes out to Nick. Um, you you certainly want to be respectful for what he's going through, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this guy's career could potentially be over with this injury. We don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see what the specific damage in that knee is, but um, at the same time, they have to get ready for Tennessee Sunday. They have to go out and do this again, short, right? Short week too now. Yeah. You, you know, after blowing that game in Pittsburgh, they got it and losing arguably the heart and soul of the team. They got to go out and do this again in a couple of days. So, uh, and and Kevin Stefanski, I think, tried to you know, hey, yeah, we support Nick, we love Nick, et cetera, et cetera, but. Our focus now is on Tennessee. Like, that's a real tough place to be in. Um, but that's where the Browns find themselves, and and they'll be on Zoom tomorrow. There's no open locker room tomorrow. Um, they're they're going to have a walkthrough later in the afternoon. Uh, so that means we will not be out there. Uh, we will not be in the locker room. Uh, they're going to give us a couple of guys on Zoom and Kevin, and you know that that's what you know we're going to get. And again, I'm not criticizing. That's just you know explaining what it's going to be. You know, so mm-hmm. we're not going to be in there asking more questions about Nick Chubb. And and honestly, from 
the mental health standpoint of the team, I think that's probably good that we won't because we're, that's what we're going to be asking about. You know, hey, now how do you guys move forward with this? You know, not only losing Nick Chubb, but then also at the same time, y'all stunk the joint up in, in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, uh, this, this, this the safety blanket that is Nick Chubb offensively is gone. And that's the other component to this, right? Yep. yep. You know, Nick Chubb was safety blanket. When mm-hmm. in doubt, just turn hand to 20. I mean, they were in that first half, they we're, were, doing we're all it. looking at each other in the press box saying, give the damn ball to 24. What are you doing? Yeah, and, and it looked like he, no one was going to be able to stop him all night, too. Yeah, no it was the only thing that was working offensively. He had, what, 64 yards on 10 carries. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was just running He was running fools over. And we're just in there, Kevin, give me you know, the, the, the meme, the, uh, the Chris Farley meme, uh, you know? For the love of God, run Nick Chubb! Like, that's, you know, that's what we're saying in the press box up, 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 up until that injury. But, yeah, because nothing else was working offensively. Nobody could catch a football. Deshaun Watson couldn't throw a damn football. So, uh, <laughs> but 24, there he is, just, you know, carving up the Pittsburgh Steelers again. And, um, and, and so now that safety blanket is gone. And <laughs> now this is on Deshaun Watson. Good luck. Kareem Hunting for a visit today. You think that's yeah. going to get done? Well, well, I mean, we'll see. I, they, they're all part of the exploratory process, I think, at this point. Um, you know, they, they have to. Would he be you your know, choice? I'm sorry. Let me phrase that better. Would he well, be your choice? I don't choice? know. Um, it, it's hard to say. Um, the good news, he's here. You don't have to teach him a lot, right? He literally could step on the field as long as he's on sh- in shape, whatever, right? And probably could help you on Sunday. Um, in some way, shape, or form, you know, or at least you could at least dress him and feel comfortable about it, right? Because he he knows the system and the and most of the playbook or whatever. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, what else? There ain't much out there, right? Um, I mean, yeah. there, there there's part of me, and 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 I will admit, um, that this is prisoner of the moment, but um. There was part of it was like, I would call the Colts tomorrow, give them your 2024 20, second round pick and get Jonathan Taylor in here. So you'd have one you'd have one draft pick in the first five rounds. You, you're comfortable with that? Well, uh, again, you, you left out the prisoner of the moment. Thing That's fine. That I hey, I there. get it. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know? I just, I'm just trying to think it all through. You know, it's very it, tough. Exa- exactly. And that's what we do, right? But uh, that's what was going through my mind. I was like, uh, bleep next year. Just get, get this guy well, in and here. You could, like, see how, you could see how someone like Barry and Stefanski would get together and be like, hey, listen, if we don't, if we don't do something and make it past this year, uh, as far as a wins perspective, we're not going to make it past this year. Well, I think as Andrew's far as a job gonna, perspective, well, I think Andrew's going to make it past this year. I don't know about Kevin Stefanski, and he keep, he he keeps calling plays like he did last night. He won't make it past this year because they ain't going to win enough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean, I I agree that Andrew's done a very good job, uh, but then you, you pop up and you see something like uh, Jed Wills. Jed Wills is another example of that, and we'll get to him in a second. But you know, between the Jack Conklin deal that now Conklin is out. You extended him, and then uh, Jedrick Wills, you guaranteed him. So now for the next two years, that's guaranteed money. You, you, you have to play Jed Wills. He's not, he looks like a, a traffic cone out there, but you have to play him because he's guaranteed for the next two years a move you made four months ago you didn't have to make. Well, they, they talked themselves into Jed Wills being good, and I think they found out last night Jed's not as good. <laughs> I, yeah, and so we have to give him the hits when he, we give him. We, I mean, we, we remember give, what we were saying going into the game, right? I was like, I feel better about Dewan Jones having to block TJ Watt than Jed Wills and uh, Alex Highsmith. And guess what the hell yes, happened? Who exactly, got their ass beat last night? Exactly as you called out. Yeah, Dewan Jones, I thought had a pretty nice night, all things I considered. I thought he did too. Considering who he had to go against, I think he held his own. Wasn't perfect, but he sure did a better job than Jedrick Wills did. 
It all comes down to Deshaun, though, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't tell you there. Um, how, Phoenix, how, how many how many weeks until they really dumb down the offense and go back to what Jacoby did last year? Well, no, no, you can't you can't go to, back to what Jacoby did last year. Two separate players, you, you can't do that. I understand that, but I'm saying as far as pass attempts, well, right no, now he's see, at here's, right here's now he's at 35 a game. That's, well, that's, see, here's what needs to happen: uh, the the first freaking play of the game can't be to the number two or three tight end on the roster. We had a caller about that earlier too. A lot of people zoning in on that one. You see what I'm saying? Like, really? You you set everything up to get Harrison Bryant the football out of the gate because that's what was going to catch yeah, the, Troy the Aikman, Pittsburgh Steelers. Troy Aikman said on, the, on, on TV, he was like, they, they've known that play since Saturday morning, and that's what they came up with. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? That's what you drew up, huh? Oh, you're going to go empty with the two tackles you have. You're going to go empty. Is my, that's what's going to slow up T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. We're going to go empty all the time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, no, we're going to have Harrison Bryant now chip T.J. Watt. Yeah, that worked well. Like, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I can't with this with this team. It just, it, you, you, these are things I would not do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have a rule. If Daryl knows you should not do something, <laughs> you probably shouldn't do it. And even I, you know, she can go empty against the Pittsburgh Steelers a whole heck of a lot. When, again, Jed Wills is your left tackle, and you got a rookie at right tackle. You do not go empty. How do the passes, I, how do the passes for uh, Watson look in person? Uh, they look as uh, awful in person as they do on television. Okay. I want to make sure, because they, they look pretty uh, awful on uh, television. I want to make sure I, that I, it— You know what? Fans can bemoan that pass, that non-call on the, 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 the fourth down play there to, to end the game, okay? Uh, the ball wasn't catchable. It, 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 it was a craptastic throw, uh, yeah. much like a lot of Deshaun's throws last night. He's not real good right now, and they're paying this guy $230 million. Whatever, whatever's going on between these ears, he better fix in a hurry. And I tweeted this today because if this guy doesn't get it together, this franchise is up the creek without a paddle until his contract, actually after his contract is over, because they're going to be in salary cap hell. Um, it's on him now. Like, that's what this Nick Chubb, that is the number one consequence of losing Nick Chubb is that it's now on Deshaun Watson. He better get his you-know-what together, and he better get it together quickly. There are no excuses. First of all, uh, you took a year off. That was your choice. You got suspended because of stuff you were accused of. Again, your problem. Uh, It's the Browns' problem because they you know, gave you $230 million and gave up six draft picks to get you here, including three first-rounders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, time to start earning the paycheck, bud. You're making $46 million a year. That game last night, he should have won. Football at the 47-yard line, second down, down four, two minutes to play. You have to drive down the field and win that football game. Or at least get the winning score on the board. Then if the defense gives it up, well, that's on... That's on Jim Schwartz in the defense, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I d- d- no chance. Like, this guy looks to me like the 33 other guys that I've watched before he got here. Mm. That's what he looks like to me right now. And there's no excuses. You've had the entire offseason to get it together. So, um, for those that want to say I'm being unfair to Deshaun, no, I'm not. You get the mulligan last year, even though that was a product of your own creation. 
You're supposed to have it together this year. I gave you a mulligan for week one. Weather, heavy, wet football, fine. Last night, weather was fine. That's on you, dude. You didn't get it done. And you're supposed to be an elite player. They're paying you like an elite player. Again, time to start earning the paycheck. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Darrell, I appreciate you as always. Uh, Great insight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Darrell. You bet, Jonathan. All right, good stuff right there with Darrell, our Browns Insider, brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. A couple things I want to touch on there, okay? Let's focus in. Let's zero in on Jedrick Wills. Here's what I want to hear from you guys. 216-474-0092. When it comes to a player like Jedrick Wills, I don't know what you do, but I'm open to your options. I'm open to trying to figure out what exactly you guys want to do. As I explained with Daryl, the the cap issues and everything attached to the salary, he's going to be on this roster for the next two years regardless. You're not going to find a trade partner for him. He's not going to be able to be sent off to a different team and try to get himself righted. No, no, no. He's here on this roster. Do you put James Hudson up above him? Do you make him the left tackle, or do you try to sort this thing out because you paid him so much money that he's not going anywhere for the next two years? 